I want to be a honey badger. What even is a honey badger, Meredith? It is a vicious, vicious animal that tears its prey apart with its claws. Don't you want to be something different than what you are <laughs> in human form, though? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Mayor's Row. Is that you? No. You wrote a review pretending to be someone else, Mayor? No. For her review where she said, I'm really enjoying this podcast. You ladies are seriously hilarious, and I love your advice-ish. is so relatable. Thanks, Tiffany, for keeping it real. It said, thanks, Tiffany and Meredith for keeping it real. I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you can take. Or leave, because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're taking questions from live callers on the following topics. First segment, we're going to talk about the mental load of motherhood. How is it affecting you, and do you have any questions pertaining to that? The second topic is, is it possible to chase your dreams if you're a wife and a mom? Can you actually be things other than a wife and a mother? Nope. Three, what are the hot-button issues in your marriage? What are you fighting about? What issues are you having? Um, is there anything that you think that we could possibly help with? Um, odds are not good. Or if you just want to ask us questions in general. So let's start with a mom fail moment. Uh, I am a mom and I failed my children in general because I've passed my anxiety onto them and uh, they have night terrors and never sleep and I let them. <sighs> Much better. Do you have a specific mom fail moment? Uh, You want me to give one for this from this past week? Sure. Or or today? Whenever? Today? No, I was epically wonderful today. No, I wasn't. Uh, Let's see. So mom fail moment from this past week would have to be my daughter... Um, I have, I've had to take her back and forth to the orthopedist office in Sarasota, which is a freaking hike because it's an hour there and an hour home. Orthopedist? Orthopedist. The orthopedist. I don't think that's how you say it. Orthopediatrician. No, it's an orthopedist. Orthopedontist. She broke her arm and had to have surgery, had a screw put into her ulna. That's a real word. Okay. Come at me, bro. I didn't see it. And uh, so the doctor, the doctor uh, basically l- let her out of the splint and let her out of the sling. And I came home and I talked to my husband and I was like, doctor says she doesn't have to wear this anymore. And he said, well, I told her that she has to. And when my daughter came up and asked me, I was like, no, you don't have to wear your sling. Because I knew it was going to make her happy because she didn't want to wear it to school anymore. And then she came out without the sling and my husband got really upset. And he's like, I told her she had to wear that even though the doctor said she didn't because kids bump around at school and blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, yeah, me too. That's what I said. And then my kid looked at me and she was like, no, you didn't, mom. And I was (laughs) like, listen, kid, don't throw me under the bus. And then so she got really upset with me because I was trying not to do – I was trying not to look like I lied 
to her in front of him and then lied to him about it and it just blew up in my face <laughs> and like, i was like all right listen sorry i wanted you to not have to wear the sling because the doctor said so but this was a parenting decision that was supposed to be with dad and i and i went rogue my apologies <laughs> i went rogue and so uh he got upset with me and she got upset with me and then i was like sorry you can hate me if you want, but it's only for one more week. So did she wear the sling? She did. Because that's w- what we had discussed and agreed to. And then I, like I said, went rogue. I get it. So I'm I didn't want to fight anymore about the stupid sling. You know, to sling that sling out the door. And and that was wrong of me. And I admitted to it. My I, The error of my ways. Nice. All right. So let's put the number up. Right? And take calls. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Yes, that's what we're doing. Today's trending parenting news is actually going to be a call-in segment on the mental load of motherhood. How is it affecting you? Do you have any questions for us that could help you in this arena? Sweet. You do have a joke, though. So you want to tell a joke? Oh, yeah. Of course I do. Okay. Uh, Why did the mobile phone need glasses? Because it, because it lost all its contacts. Oh, these jokes are so bad. Yeah. I wonder who Lame. writes them. Lame husband. Um, I can speak for myself when I say the mental load of motherhood is uh, heavy. All-encompassing. Yeah, yeah. It's tough because I never know if what I'm doing is right or wrong. I never know if it's going to have long-term effects or short-term effects. Like, I do what feels right in the moment, which is probably totally wrong long-term. Uh, my kids get away with everything because they're cute and I love them so much. And I'm probably destroying them and it keeps me up at night. So, uh, Well, and I struggle with the with the aspects of, of men, the mental load of motherhood when it comes to that's a good idea. Uh, I, I struggle with the mental load of motherhood when it comes to all of the things that I have to juggle in order to keep the days going. I struggle like, like I sat in the office in here last night with my husband after the kids went to bed and I looked at him and I said, I am in the swirly vortex. I'm letting you know that I am in the swirly vortex. I feel overwhelmed and I feel like I don't remember what day it is. And I feel like I cannot keep up. Right. And he looked and the scary part was my husband looked at me and he goes, I feel the same way. And I was like, we are up shit's Creek. Like we have issues right now. So if you guys f- think that when you're in the swirly vortex that you're alone, you're not. So let's go ahead and take this first call. So it's like a toilet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like being that's flushed down the toilet. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like being flushed down the toilet. Well, we have Laura from Nebraska. She has six kids. <gasps> Hello. Hi. Hi, Laura. How are you guys? Good. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Oh, I thought we were calling in to talk about the struggle, the mental struggles of motherhood. I'm sorry. Yes, That's we okay. are. We are. We are. So do you have a question or do you have a, something that has recently happened? No, I was just going to call in to encourage those mamas. I have six kids. And, oh, my gosh, it gets better. <laughs> How old are your kids? Um, the oldest is 11. So we go down. We've got 11, 9, 8, 6, 4, and 3. Whoa. 
Three to 11 years old, six kids. You're a superhero. And we homeschool. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a lot. So how do you keep your your sanity? Do you, like, uh, how to, how? Yeah, so that's what I was going to share. Like, you have to, I mean, you have to schedule time in for mom. Because I got I got so drained and ran down with adrenal fatigue because I was not doing this. <laughs> and so I finally, you know, have learned through the help of my doctor and stuff like that, like, it's okay if I'm tired at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, lay down with the kids, you know. Yes. I don't have to. I'm not earning any kind of special badge. And it's okay to put the bed, kids to bed at 7 o'clock when they say, we're not tired. You can say, that's fine. Just lay in the bed and be quiet while mom watches some TV, you know? Yeah. So it's soaking in the bathtub. Oh, yes, girl. I feel that. Thank you so much for sharing your uh, experience. I think it, you sound really calm for having that many children, and I applaud you. Uh, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for Great. joining us. Yep. Right. Bye. 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 We could also just do general questions like, you know, like fun general questions. And we'll just do like a fire round, you know? What color underwear are you wearing today? If None. you had to choose between hot dogs and uh, salad. Who picks salad? What would you pick? Would you rather? You know, we'll just have a fun, random, get to know each other app. All right. We've got Jennifer from Mount Vernon. She's got two boys. What's up, Jennifer? Hey, Tiffany. Hey, Meredith. Hey. Um, I love your guys' podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. So I have uh, two boys, four and a half and seven and a half. Um, I feel like I have 10 kids sometimes, but they're at this age where they are, like the fighting has like really like kicked in. And sometimes I'm kind of a yeller sometimes. Same thing. <laughs> so yeah. what is like, um, you know, there's only so much you can take. Um <laughs> of like trying to talk them through it and walk them through it. Um, Do you guys have experience in that? And then if so, like when your kids are fighting and like they're not listening to you, how does that affect your guys' relationships with like your husbands? Do you guys team up or do you guys sometimes not see eye to eye or I don't know. I feel sometimes like I'm drowning alone with um, with my fighting kids and I can't get them to behave. So yeah. good questions. Thank you so much. So she asked, um, are you how do you deal with the, the fighting yeah. the siblings and the kids fighting? And then how do you deal with that? Because that definitely does blend it bleed into your marriage. If mm-hmm. my kids are fighting and my husband's just sitting there, it pisses me off. Because I yeah. feel like I need to fix everything. And then I'm like, hello, do you not hear this? And he's like, well, just let them figure it out. Let them fight it out. And I'm like, I can't take the the screeching and the whining. And so we usually get in fights about that. Yeah. Well, we've what we've been doing a lot recently is whoever if, – if somebody comes to us with a problem, th- that child as well is <laughs> – the tattletale and the person who is being tattletailed on are both in trouble. So it's like if you can't figure this out because you're both because we're all we're all fighting here, then everybody's going to have a consequence. So if my son comes and complains about my daughter, both of them are going to go to their rooms for a timeout. 
and we separate them and we put and she but it was him that did blah 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 and it's like well you you couldn't figure out how to deal with the problem i'm gonna deal with the problem and that's by putting you both in your rooms and you've got you've got 10 minutes and i'll set a timer and it is that's what you know because i'm not i'm not going to sit and listen to them scream at each other it triggers my anxiety drives me up a wall and so like my daughter just got this play kitchen uh for this past like two weeks ago i got her a um supermarket and it's like a checkout thing and and whatever and they were playing and they were doing great for like two hours i'm talking i'm talking like a long time and all of a sudden it just went sideways in there somebody tried to hijack the, the 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 cash the cash register they were going at it they were fighting over the money over the boxes over everything and i said hey guess what now we get to clean it all up. Nobody gets to play with it. And both of you get to go to your rooms for 30 minutes and you're going to take a nap. And they're like, we don't nap anymore. I'm 10. And it's like, guess what? You're napping. Dang, that is Go lay down. And and yeah. then they got to come out and then they got to play again. And I mean. So just lock them in the closet is your advice. Well, I didn't lock them in a closet. I sent them to their room. <laughs> but yes, it does. And then you fight with your spouse and then you fight with them. And it's like, no, no, no everybody's punished i think the the gist of it is like we're gonna lose our shit on the regular and our kids are gonna fight on the regular so we just have to practice distancing ourselves from it or giving ourselves a timeout which is my go-to usually i'm like okay you guys are fighting you're going to timeout and by you're going i mean i'm going goodbye i'm leaving the house forever or maybe just in a half hour yeah same thing right but thank you so much for your question uh, you're not alone. Yes. S- siblings fight a ton. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Bye. That is a normal thing. Oh, I can't I take think it. People My kids worry. are three and four. Yeah, but I think people worry that they feel like it's not normal when their kids fight like that. And it's like it's totally normal and all siblings fight. And anybody who posts that their house is so peaceful and that nobody fights at all, that there's no way that that's true. I've never seen anyone post that. I have. Have you? Oh yeah, and the comments on my page all the time when I I did the, I did a video about sibling siblings fighting, and this woman was like, "My kids have never fought with each other." When you when you have when you cultivate an a loving a loving home, those types of things don't happen. Huh? And I was like, "Oh well." I mean, it sounds legit. <laughs> no, there's no such thing as a perfect family, and there's no such thing about as kids who don't fight. Chloe has this wine. She goes to instead of talking rationally or using. Well, she's three. I know, but I'm saying the wine goes straight to my nervous system. Yeah, it's the one that and goes, I'm like, you can feel it in your bones. Chloe, say please or say can you please share? Don't go right to. Yeah, no. I love her. I love her. Well, of course we love them, but they do stuff like that, and it's can be awful. All right, we've got Patty in New Jersey. She's got five kids and three grandkids. Hello, Patty. Hello, hello. How are you? Welcome to the show. What can we do for you today? Oh, I was like just going to make McDonald's. a comment about sibling fighting. Oh, go for it. Okay, so as my kids got older and would fight, they would tattletale a lot. So I developed a system where they can only tattletale one time a day. <laughs> Ooh. So I would say to them, is it worth tattling? Because you only get one today. So you better think about if it's really worth getting them in trouble for this one, because they may screw up later again. Ooh, I like and that. I actually got them to think about tattling 
and like the importance not being like like yeah like like is it worth it like okay we're gonna fight we're gonna bicker but is it worth it because and i used to be like they're gonna screw up later you know he's gonna annoy you more in a little while yeah i wouldn't say it and it really did help control a little bit of the tattling like especially as they got older you know they really got to think about it i like that because i think a lot of times if we if we let them figure out these little issues that they have throughout the day with their siblings, they're going to be better for it as well as the relationship with their siblings will be better for it. You know, like why are you right. going to why you got to come and tattle? Like go figure it out. And if you don't want to play with them anymore, don't play. Go do something else. Right, and the kids they figure it out. Like even with parents like that get involved in their kids little spats with their friends. The kids are over it in 5 minutes. Right. It's us that harbor it. So we have to teach them to just let it go. Is it worth it? Let it go. I mean, it took me a long time to get that far. Yeah. <laughs> but agreed. it does help. And a lot of people that I babysit for, because I'm a nanny, they actually adopted the same rule in their house as their kids got older. I like it. The one tattle. The one tattle a day keeps the kids away. <laughs> I like it. Oh, oh yeah. That's- there you go. I like there it. Go. Well, good good on you, Patty. Thanks for uh, thanks for Bye. calling in and supporting the podcast. Have a great day. You too. Love you guys. Bye. Love Bye. you. That's a good. I like a one tattle a day. So you guys go right to extreme punishment. What's extreme about take a time out? Do you give them warnings? Or are you just like, you're going to go in the bedroom, you're stripping your clothes off, putting Who your pajamas on. Going to sleep for five days, and then when you wake up, maybe you could play in the kitchen again. Who said that whatsoever? You did, with your eyes. No, no, no. But they're going to understand that they're not going to just fight endlessly. There's a million things for them to play with and do in this house. There's absolutely no reason to come and complain every three minutes about something your brother did or your sister did. I'm literally going to do Patty's thing. One tattle a day keeps the kids away. And Patty had a bunch of kids and has grandkids, so I feel like she's knowledgeable. Yeah, she's a professional. Wisdom, wisdom. I I can tell that you gave me half caffeinated coffee. I need you coffee. to stop with this nonsense. I'm just letting you know that I knew something was off Listen, about this coffee. My doctor said that I'm too caffeinated and I needed to cut back, so I went to half calf. And as you can see, I look and sound like a corpse. I feel it's not that. working. It's not working for me. That's. I mean, like, is she even really a doctor, though? Well, yes. All of the medical medical degrees on her wall say she is. You could print those on Etsy. On Etsy, I could print a medical degree. I don't know. Um, I'm just kidding about you punishing your kids, though. Um, I, you guys are really, your kids are so great and so. Do you remember that one time when oh, one of your kids did something so nice? Remember he, oh, it was Matias. He stood up for a kid who was being bullied at the pool. Oh. That's what I mean. And then the parent came up to him, came up to you and told you. Yeah, that was, I love when people, when people take the time, if you see somebody's kids doing something and you go up and you tell the parent, because a lot of times as parents, we just feel like it's an endless loop of fails. But then when another parent comes up and is like, hey, saw your kid do something nice, it does make it make your day. Agreed. Summer, Washington, two kids. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi, Summer. <laughs> Is this the summer that 
I know. Yes. Hi. Yes, this is your summer. Okay. <laughs> She's my summer. All right. That's fine. Um, what's up, girl? You have a question? Um, no, I was actually just calling to weigh in on the the whole sibling fighting and that type of stuff just because my kids are a little bit older. Um, and so my daughter's 17. She'll be 18 in a week. And Ooh. my son is 15. And... I have to say it's it seems like they kind of get to an age eventually where they don't fight anymore. I I I would say my kids probably haven't had any sort of big blowout fights for probably about 2 years. Really? And I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's the same with all teenagers, but I don't know. I've I've just I've always told my kids that you know, you guys are all that you're gonna have for I, like the rest of your life. You I know, use that one too. I use that one too. Yeah. But I think sometimes they look and they're like, "Don't fucking care." Like, uh, and it's like, "No, yeah. you need to care. You need to understand that this is family and this is what you get." And they just look at me like, "But I think what I think you're right with as they age, they become." these own little independent people and they're not, their lives are focused on so many other things that they're not, they're not fighting with each other. Like your daughter must have a million things going on being a senior in high school or junior in high school. You know? uh, she actually already graduated. <gasps> oh my she's gosh. She's actually moving to college in a week. Oh my gosh. So, See, like she's a, she's um, a damn grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of helps too, just because she, you know, the closer she gets to moving away, like she's actually been wanting to spend time with her brother. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so there's a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to sibling fighting, because at some point they're going to realize that they could actually just be friends instead. Dude, me and my sister used to WWF roundhouse kick, beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. And I can't, I still to this day can't be in the room with her for longer than an hour without wanting to throat punch her. But you guys are good friends. Yeah, for 59 minutes at a time. But that's okay. But I think you get some, you get 59 nice minutes. Yeah. And then, and it's then over. you get a chair yeah. and you go to town like a cage it's, match. It's because we're so close in age and Caden and Chloe are so close in age. But I'm hoping maybe. They'll be better than me and my sister. Yeah, one could hope. But thanks for calling in. I'm sure that gave a lot of people light at the end I, of the time. I of did. Summer. I feel a little bit better. So thank you, Summer. Well, not my yes, summer. <laughs> thank you, my summer. Tiffany's summer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but thanks for calling in. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Bye. Tell Somebody them just to ask something crazy. Do you have crazy questions yeah. for us? Anything off the wall? Anything? Because we are, listen, Meredith tried to give me some bobo-ass coffee this morning, and we are fading. So we need you guys to give us That's some wild fair. questions. Half-calf has 50% of no. the caffeine. I need 150% <laughs> of it, Meredith. I agree. Um, I have a crazy question for you. Yeah. Where... Was the first place that you and Dave kissed? Uh, in his car. When? How old were you? Fifteen. Did he make the first move or did you? I don't remember. Was it just a kiss or did you go to second base? Or straight to home? I don't have a second base. 
I'm sorry? I don't have breasts. Okay. <laughs> no, it was a kiss. Cute. Cute. <laughs> How long had you known him before he smooched? Oh, I don't know. Not long. Do you know that, um, what? Oh, Meredith jumped Dave. Do you know that after Drew and I had our first kiss in a car, I was like, I literally was like, wait, 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 I messed that up. Can we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> I messed that up. Yeah, because you don't know like how wide the person's going to open their mouth, if they're going to open a little bit, are they going to use tongue? You don't know. So I went in for calm and he went in for hot uh-huh. and it didn't match up. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Okay. I see what we're working with now. Uh, Let's, let me do that again. And then it was fine. And then it was. And good. then I was pregnant five minutes later. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was a week. It was a week. All right. Um, Christy from Maine has one child. Special needs. Yes. Hi, Christy. How are you? Hey guys. Good. I'm avid fans. I saw Tiffany back in uh, New Hampshire a couple months ago, and nice. I just love you guys. Nice. Aww, Thank you. Thanks, Christy. Yeah, but um, so. On kind of like the subject of kids not behaving, and obviously I only have one, so she doesn't have a sibling to fight with per se, but she's definitely in the stage where the sassiness and the, you know, just misbehaving is coming out, and I'm having a hard time getting my other half, which is her father, to kind of put his foot down just because of the situation medical-wise with her. Um I feel like we kind of sometimes parent out of guilt just because she's terminally ill. And I don't want to raise a child who is a spoiled brat just because of her situation. Mm. Um, so how do I kind of get like our family and our, you know, especially her father and I guess myself to kind of really be like, look, like, no, we have to put our foot down and like we need to start working on this now before she gets older. Well, I think that that's a tough situation that you have, but you also, I feel it's very, uh, very admirable of you to say you don't want to treat her that way and call and enable a situation. So, so kudos to you for having the forethought to think that way. Um, that's a, that's a tough conversation that you have to have with your husband because the two of you are a team and you have to be on the same team together. So my advice would be to discuss your concerns with how, when he doesn't participate in the discipline, the ki- you know, kids are smart and they know, well, I'll ask dad cause he'll let me because I know mom won't, you know? So, so I think that it's easy for them to get played, played off of you back and forth play off of you back and forth. Do you know what I mean? So I would definitely say having that conversation with dad and you could even include your pediatrician or your daughter's primary doctor um, in that conversation because I'm sure the doctor has a lot to say about that. Uh, We wish you the best as you move forward with that. Um, But yeah, that would be my take on it. It definitely has to be a team effort. I love you, Christy. If you could be anything, like, let's say you, other than this, what you're doing now, if you won the lottery and wanted to continue working, what field would you go into? And I can't do what I'm doing now? Cannot. You have to pick something else. What would it be? I don't know, because I really love what I do. Yeah, I know, but you can't do this anymore, because the internet breaks down in the future, and there's no such thing as online comedians anymore so you have to pick a different profession could i just be a stand-up comedian no like a normal job what would it be 
Like, it, like not associated with what you're doing. Like, um, I guess I could, I guess I, I guess I would go back to being a teacher. Really? Yeah. PE teacher. Okay. Because that's, I, that was my favorite teaching position. Was really? So anything in the world, anything in the world, you'd be a PE teacher. I don't really have, I mean, worldly experience with this. What would you do? Because you seem like you have an answer here. No, I don't. I'm just saying, like, I like to think about that stuff, you know, like, because that we obviously have pretty cool jobs, but they aren't necessarily written in stone at any minute. Now, one of us could say a bad word on the Internet and everybody will hate us and it's over. Oh, look, I just got a comment from Tina. She said, I just wanted to say your show in Pittsburgh was absolutely great. You're going to go very far in your career. I loved it. Oh, thank you, Tina. That's very sweet. Thank you. See, I want to be a comedian. (laughs) That's what I want to be when I grow up. Okay, so I would be either a waitress or a drug counselor. (sighs) Totally be a drug counselor and you'd be so great at it. But that's kind of what you do online in your space right so, so waitress. i feel like i love waitressing so does sophia she wants to be a waitress when she grows up okay ashley from wa washington washington Hello. hi ashley hi so i have a question um i have terrible anxiety and panic attack disorder depression ptsd like the list goes on and on and i have a son who is two years old and he's very high needs and this kid screams like all the time and I feel like I am the driver of the struggle bus because I I lose my cool every single time and I feel like either I'm failing or I'm normal sometimes like I don't really know how to take it and I just want your guys's input on it because I know you guys are great on this I can tell you from my experience, which isn't the same because I don't have a child with special needs, but when Chloe was born, she had all kinds of stuff messed up with her. Like she had colic and a dairy allergy and she was also uh, had acid reflux, the silent reflux. And so she was screaming 24 hours a day. And I have always said, like, I don't care how good of a mom you are. If you have a child shrieking at you from sunup to sundown, not only is it going to be really hard to bond with that child, but it's also going to make you effing crazy. And so I uh, I ended up going to the doctor, the OBGYN, because it sent me into a depression, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went and I talked to the OBGYN and I was like, listen, I'm depressed. I don't want to be a mom anymore. I resent this kid for existing. I know there's got to be something better. Help me out, man. And um, we the doctor helped me work on me and my mental stuff. Um, and I started going to therapy and I got, you know, medications, which I'm not saying run out and get medications or anything like that. Um, but that was just part of my plan. It was like non-narcotic anti-anxiety and stuff. I'm still crazy though. So does it work? I don't know. And therapy when you have kids with special needs or even not, because I went, we we did therapy for my middle child for Sophia and we have also done therapy for my youngest who special needs Brian and we've done family for all of us together and it's the best way to kind of air things out ask questions and have a an unbiased person who can say yes this is an issue you need to worry about or no this is really not because i think 9 times out of 10 we assume that what's happening in our home is abnormal mm-hmm. but 9 times out of 10 i believe it to be normal it's so important to take time for you also and i don't know um if Ashley has friends, or is it Ashley? I gave the paper back. I think it's Ashley. 
No, that's no. an old one. Okay. Um, but it's really important to take time for you every single day. I always say mandatory five minute timeout. Like I, you have to, man, because you got to regroup, you got to breathe. And um, I don't know if somebody can like sit with them for a while or uh, watch him while you just freaking get out in nature and take a few deep breaths and come back, you know, with more patience. But and self care doesn't have to cost money. Yeah. So if you're if you have the ability to 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 leave your child with a spouse or a friend or a grandparent or whatever, you can go sit in the park and feed friggin' birds food on a park bench and it can zone out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, but self-care is expensive and it's like, it doesn't have to be. I love sitting at our Genki mall sometimes at the food court and just watching people. And then I tell stories about them in my head. <laughs> I do. I'm like, ooh, you know what he just did. Mm-hmm. She looks past, you know. Like, <laughs> And they're like, do you guys see that creepy old lady staring at us? <laughs> in the man cardigan and sweatpants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Sometimes it's the best thing ever. I also changed what I want to be if I can't do this. But you're not alone is the moral of the story, Ash. Correct. I will be a cruise director. Yeah, like on a cruise ship. I don't feel like you have the patience. No, because I'm just going to be like, look, that's not what you need to do. You need to go do this. Go. Sounds like a joyous time. now. That's what I I would be great at that. Directing people on what to do. Sounds like a shitty cruise. (laughs) I would not be going on that cruise. Well, whatever. It's like that restaurant. I'm going to be the cruise director when we go on the cruise. Yeah, that's why I'm not going. So you turd. I told you to come on the cruise. Can't anyway. too peopley. Well, it will be full of people and fun. Is it? Is it Janelle or Janelle? Janelle from Utah. <gasps> Five Hi. kids. Hey, Janelle. Wow, you guys are echoey on my phone. For I'm some sorry. <laughs> I bet you twenty five okay. bucks. It's Janelle. It's Janelle. <gasps> Boom. And I know- I'm no Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. I saw Utah. I was like, hmm. Hello. (laughs) Hi. I just, my question is, um, I have grown kids, so except for one still at home, but the rest are out. And even while they were young and growing up, whatever, how do you deal with like the guilt of thinking you're doing everything wrong or that you did everything wrong or like, you know, if you yell at them too much or whatever, and you feel like you're the worst parent in the world and you've ruined their life. <laughs> Do you guys have any answers to like the guilt I, part of it? I, or how you feel like, how do you like not feel guilty for every little thing you do? Okay. So here is that. A, okay. It, is it possible? I, yeah. So here's the thing that I will tell you, and it, this has only recently been the light bulb for me. Because I've been traveling so much, because I've gone out and I've started chasing these dreams to do these things, to be somebody's, to to be myself as well as a mom and a wife and all these other things, I realized that part of my job, a big part of my job is teaching my kids that they are going to have to work really hard and hustle if they want to grow up and be whoever it is that they want to be. And by watching me do that, I kind of feel like and I don't mean this in a smug way, but I kind of feel like I'm giving them a gift by showing them how much I hustle and how much I work. And instead of having mom guilt about being gone, I kind of am saying, hey, 
I'm teaching them a lesson here. I'm teaching them, I'm teaching them how to work hard and try and achieve their dreams. Yeah, I yell. Yeah, I lose my temper. Yeah, I miss some things, but I'm doing the best that I can to show up for my kids. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. But how do you do anything unless you've been able to make a mistake and learn from it? Being given the responsibility of being in charge of human beings is not an easy task. And I think we're our own harshest critics and none of us really know what we're doing. And so I think we got to let the mom guilt go because just like with any kind of guilt, it's not going to help in any way, shape or form. It's just going to make you feel like crap. And then going forward, you're going to feel like crap. And then you're going to be a crappy mom again and then feel guilty. And I'm not saying that mom guilt isn't going to come up at times. Shove it. Because it does. Shove it down. But you have to be realistic in what the way you approach it. Like, like I have guilt. I'm getting ready to go do a show in LA on the 21st and it's Mason's birthday. And I'm missing mm-hmm. his birthday party. I think, again, I think this is the second one that I'm missing because I was out of town. I think I want to say either last year. I don't know. But I'm missing another party. And it's like, not sure what you want me to do because there's nothing I can do. But I I get it. It sucks. But this is the reality of this is life when right. you work and when you have to go on the road to do things. It's tough. It's not easy. Yeah. Mom guilt sucks. We have Jennifer from Mississippi with one offspring. Hello. Hello. Hi. M I S S I S S I P P I. That would be Mississippi. Yeah. Welcome, Dork. <laughs> I would. I'd like to ask Meredith a question. Oh, Sherzies McTurzies. Um, Meredith, I ha- you had mentioned on the last podcast that your older son had a heartbreak. Yes. What would you have done if it was your younger? son? If it was the younger son, my- oh, because he's on the yeah, spectrum. Because- Yes, because my son's on the spectrum. Oh. And he likes the girls a lot. And he likes the he's girls really a lot. really sensitive. And he's really sensitive. Okay. All right. So I understand your question now. Um, so here's the thing. It's really hard when you're dealing with kids on the spectrum because everything is black and white. So when somebody tells them that they don't like them or that they don't want to spend time with them anymore, it can be very difficult because they, they have – sometimes can have a lack of understanding why somebody doesn't like them. And that gray area is, is super uncomfortable and can be really hard. They don't like to spend time in the gray area. It's this or that. So I would say when it comes time for my youngest son to, to be in this dating world, I think it's going to be difficult for him because he can, he's one of those that he might, I'm worried he might be the kid who, well, why don't they like me? You know, maybe if I do this, 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 because he can't let things go. Everything gets looped over and over and over again. It can be really hard to break that cycle. We call it just the, the endless loop. He does it with all sorts of things. So I can't imagine when it comes to girls, what's going to happen with this. But when it's, it happens with other things in our lives with him, what we try to do is explain to him that... um he he can only control his himself and his actions. If this girl doesn't like him anymore or doesn't want to spend time with him, then he's going to have to learn. Um, he's going to have to understand and accept that that's her wish and that he can't be involved with her any longer. And that's super easier said than done because Spectrum kids can really hold on to stuff. But they are going to have to learn, uh, pers- you know, personal space is hard. Uh, a lot of these things are hard for them, reading social cues, reading their mannerisms. So you have to kind of take it, I think, piece by piece 
because it's a lot easier to for me to have that conversation with my daughter or my oldest son and not my youngest son. Um, luckily or unluckily, he doesn't like people in his personal space, but I don't know if that's going to apply to girls. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough, though. I feel you, and I'm super worried about puberty with him. <laughs> so I'm hoping I have several more years. He might just be a G. You know what I mean? Just slang and... Whoa! Sorry. Whoa! I just... Hey, I... Dave! For the love of all things holy! Oh, my goodness. This is a family show. Oh, my goodness. Not really. Don't let your kids listen. All right, who do we have next? So I thought we were going to get off the wall questions, but these are all pretty normal. They're parent. I think I think people really this just goes to show you we worry all the time about our damn kids and about the job we're doing as parents. And I think that's admirable and I think it shows that we really are struggling and trying to do a good damn job. Yeah. It's hard. None of this is easy. I agree. You know? Ah. <sighs> It is. It's exacerbating. Don't use big words with me. All right. Is it Elena? Alina Alina. Alina from California with one child. Hello. Yes. One teacher tot. Hello. So my question is, I have a seven-year-old at home, and I feel like day and night I cannot get his attention. I'm asking him to pick up his things, clean up his toys, get dressed, eat breakfast. And it just completely goes out the window. I feel like I'm going insane. What do you do for that? I don't have it. You know, my kids are at the beginning. They don't listen to anything ever. So you'd probably be better equipped to answer this. Uh, So let's see. We basically, my husband has installed some rules in the home where if we have to ask more than once, whatever it was that they were doing or whatever they have is taken away. And if it was that we were asking them to do something, then there is a consequence for them not doing it. So it's like, how many times did I ask you to empty the dishwasher? Well, you still didn't do that? All right. Well, you've lost 30 minutes before bed. And so we definitely uh, parent harder in in the terms of we dole out a lot of consequences around here. <laughs> And it seems like we're like the. (laughs) That's what I was saying in the beginning. We do dole out a lot of consequences, but here's the thing. I need to know that when they're out on their own or they're out in public or they're dealing with people or whatever, that they're going to be able to handle their business. And I don't want to have to be there to handle their business for them. I also don't want to have a 30-year-old son who thinks I'm going to make their doctor's appointments or pick them up and take them to the dentist because that's not going to happen. Were you you like that at all when they were like my kid's age? Were you like – you know, lenient, like letting them slide because they're so cute? Or is it just... I think because I had my kids in such a short succession, um, and you you did too, right? Like you had how many kids in a, you know... Three kids in two years. And I had three kids in five years. Um, But I feel like the issue... I have no idea what just happened there. I feel like the issue um, when... I, I was so overwhelmed so quickly with that third kid that it just things went really sideways in our home and we actually did start seeing a family therapist at that point and then I started to get a lot of the suggestions that the, of the things that we do now starting back then when my daughter was around one we started uh, no when my daughter was two we started doing some family therapy 
And so we started doing a lot of – I started integrating a lot of those things. And the, the, the family therapists were all about giving them choices that we pre-pick for them. Do you know what I mean mm-hmm. by that? So like she no, would No, I wasn't listening. I, I noticed that. But let <laughs> me fill you in. So in, – because this can help people out there. If your child is – doesn't doesn't want to help with something or doesn't want to get dressed or wants to pick their own stuff or whatever, you set it out ahead of time. So um, when my daughter would get ready to go to school in the morning, we'd say, you can pick your clothes. Here are your options, oh, A yeah. or B. We do that. And then it gives them the ability to feel like they actually have a choice in the situation. When they don't, you've already picked it. Right. And you're happy with both A or B. Yeah. Now, if they say, screw it, I'm not doing any of it, you have to kind of say, well, but these are your choices. If you choose not to participate in a choice, your consequence is this. You know, oh, I I'm I really am going to screw my kids up. No, you're not. I you're am fine. because I don't ever want I hate giving them consequences. I hate it. Would I, you prefer to give the consequences or do you want to wait and let the real world hand it to them? I know. I just don't want to let them out in the real world. It's going to happen. I just want them to be with me forever. Like. But you don't want to have a 30-year-old kid on your couch. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I do. You don't. I really do. I want them to... I want to be one of those weird moms with, like, the weird old ladies with, like, so many cats and my sons, like, covered in Cheetos sitting on my couch. And we're just like... (laughs) And Katie just said, why is it that our kids can be turds at home, but at school or out with others, they're good? And that's because kids know that at home, they're the safest with their parents, um, God, God willing, that's the case. And they have the ability to let their guards down and be exactly who they are. And when they're out at school or, or at another, uh, you know, activity, we're teaching them at home that they need to act respectful and do the right things when they're out. And if they're doing that, then you're doing a good job. You're doing what you, what needs to be done. They need to understand that they, they can't fly off the handle at school. You know, and it is hard when you've got special needs kids or other things come up or you have kids with behavioral issues, but that's I, what... my kids get tons of compliments Great. on how polite and well behaved they are. Wonderful. And I don't feel like I'm messing them up, but I do let them take advantage of me so bad, so bad. But I am like, it's very tricky and confusing. All right. Well, we've got Crystal from North Dakota and she has three kids and this is my, this has to be Crystal Almond Milk. What? I'm, I understand that Tiffany's a little shy on her caffeine this morning. Um, I just need to know, did you at least froth her some milk? <laughs> you know that I frothed her milk, Crystal Almond Milk. You know, I'm not going to invite her into my home and not have properly frothed milk for my guests. Okay, but it was frothed with lies. No, it was frothed with vanilla soy and it was delish. It tasted like lies and disappointment. <gasps> Can you believe this treatment that I'm getting, Crystal Almond Milk? (laughs) Why is her name Crystal Almond Milk? It's a long story. Okay. It's not really that long. Cool. You had to be there? You guys have inside jokes and I'm outside? What what is your full name? My last name is Almond. And she drinks a lot of almond milk and she can't really pronounce almond milk very well. So (laughs) you guys are the worst. I don't say milk wrong. I say it right. What do you say? Milk? Milk with an E, not an I. Milk. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what else? So I, I actually do have a random question for you. Oh, today. throw it. Throw it at us. 
Um, if you were to die and then be reincarnated as any random animal, what would you want to be reincarnated as? Ooh. This is a good one. A bird. What kind of bird? Any. An any. You wouldn't want to be a vulture. Yeah, why not? I want a bird that flies. I want to fly. I want to fly so Like an eagle? To the sea. Mm. Fly like an eagle. Let that spirit carry me. I want to (laughs) fly. All right. I want to be a honey badger. What the? Honey badger don't care. What? Honey badger don't care. I want to be a honey badger. What even is a honey badger, Meredith? It is a vicious, vicious animal that tears its prey apart with its claws. Don't you want to be something different than what you are <laughs> in human form, though? Uh, all right. How about a peacock? <laughs> all right. What do you want to be, Chris Lama Milk? I, I used to want to be a squirrel, oh. you know, in uh, The Sword and the Stone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. squirrels yeah, used yeah, to yeah. be, like, so cute and fun. It used yep. to be so cool. Yeah. And then I got squirrels in my attic as oh, an yeah. adult. Yeah. And then I no longer want to be a squirrel. So, um, so I'm not really sure what I want to be anymore. Well, you better you better have an answer at the cruise. I'll, I'll find something. Um, Maybe a dolphin. Uh, ooh, oh, dolphins. No, wait. They're super frisky. She said, oh, no, wait. They like to get their business on with everybody. <laughs> Which could be great for the cruise. What? I'm Maybe. just kidding. It's a joke, people. All right, Chris Alam and Elk, you better have an answer in three weeks. I, I will figure something out. All right. Have Bye. a good day. It's been a pleasure, ladies. Bye. Thanks for the fun question. Well, now I got to think of what else I could be because you basically said I'm a honey badger in real life. Yeah. So it's like not that different. Wolverine? I mean, these are all similar. <laughs> hateful, mean animals. <laughs> Why is the animal hateful? I don't know. I don't think a honey badger is hateful. I would like to also be, I think, like a dog. A puma. Okay. I like to be a dog because all you have to do is like lay around and poop and eat and like people pet you. Yeah. No responsibilities. You get the house to yourself when they're gone. Yeah, look at my dog right now. She's laying on oh her bed. Oh my gosh, dog. I changed my answer to dog? a freaking dog. Do you have a specific breed? No. Just mutt? Just a loved dog with loved like a puppy. good family. Oh, okay. You should get a dog. If I was to get a dog, it would be a great Pyrenees. Although I might foster some cats because somebody in my life um, had a fire incident. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Cats are the worst, though. You don't want to do that. I friggin' love cats. Are you Ugh, joking? The worst. I'm a cat person all day, every day. The cats don't care about anybody or anything. I know. I they break that. stuff. They're so chill. I love cats. They're so cute. Chill until they're biting your face off in the middle of the night, and you're like, why, cat? Why? They. Bre- I feel like Daphne wants to fight me right now. She's... <laughs> Thank you. My poor dog is dying. Jennifer from Illinois, what am I reading this right? Three kids and thirty animals. Yeah, what? over thirty. You live on a farm? No, oh. I live in a house. Oh, oh okay. I. Well, it's, it's mainly snakes and reptiles and stuff. Ooh, cool! <laughs> oh my gosh, I couldn't sleep. If yeah, I knew there was a snake in the house. I wouldn't be able to sleep. That I would. Mm-mm. Oh, we've had them get loose. It's- <laughs> Dude, they would kill all the roaches. Are you joking? No I way. would sleep like a baby. No way. <laughs> all right. What's your question? 
Okay, so I need some comebacks for people that get a little too into my business. I have an almost 13-year-old and a 7-year-old and a 6-year-old. The 7- and 6-year-old are less than nine months apart, and I did not know I was pregnant with my youngest son. I birthed him in my bathroom. Hold on. Shut up. You were one of those I didn't know I was pregnant people? No. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. You had two kids in nine months? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, my daughter was June 30th and then the and my son was March 15th. So, so. did you I'm sorry. Can you explain this scientifically? Uh yeah, um we tried having sex uh two um weeks after I had my daughter and it stuff happened. Shut the front <laughs> door. Yeah. Mhm. That's a thing. Yep, it is. It happened. <laughs> my brother and I are 12 months apart. That's not oh, nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, so at the three month mark, my parents did it and that well, yeah. I'm the result. So they just did it two weeks after birth, which how did you even, I mean, um, it was actually my idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it wasn't his. Whoa. So then <laughs> yeah. you didn't know you were pregnant and you birthed your youngest in your bathroom. Yeah. Stop yeah. It. I never believe those people, and yet it happens. Those people. No, it really happened. I mean, I thought that, like, I had seen this episode of Oprah, like, years before, that a woman's uterus fell out of her, and I'm like, this is what's happening to me right now. But oh it was a baby. Her uterus fell out of her? Well, that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many I questions. No, we can't go there. Okay. So, what's the actual? What's the actual <laughs> question? That we got sideways. So, we- like, I, I go out with my kids and they look like twins. I mean, they don't look like each other, but they're around the same height and everything like that. And people are like, oh, are they twins? And I'm like, no. And they're like, how far apart are they? And I'm like, nine months. They're like, how did that happen? And I was, you know, and most of the time I'm kind of a smart ass and I'm like, sex. I know. You know? Okay. And, she wants. Uh, but like, then they start getting into it. And my, both of my younger kids are autistic. My daughter's nonverbal. My son is semi-verbal. But like, when we go out, it's just this bombard of questions of like well how did that happen and how was he born and like i just need something to be like to say to people to be like just leave it alone it's fine i know you don't have to but without being like so direct i just want some oh i was gonna say um how it happened was i'm a bit of a hussy and uh got busy with my husband and the sex and then a baby but i I think you should make a sign and just when people start with the line of questions hold it up and not only will it it, save you but it'll also show people like i get this stupid question so often I don't even think. Yeah, it's all the time. I don't even think about the ages of people's kids or that question would even pop up in my brain. Yeah. But I guess maybe, do they look alike too? Is that why they think they're twins? Do they? They don't look alike. My son looks like me and my daughter, everyone thinks I'm her nanny because she's like tan and blonde haired and blue eyed and tall. And they're like, that's a nice kid you got with you. And I'm like, I had her, I made her. Thanks. Well, I do get that you question know. with my daughter. People ask me what country I adopted her from. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do because my daughter, my husband is Puerto Rican, so our children are mixed. And my daughter is the darkest one. She has the darkest skin yep. complexion. And so when people ask me where I, I adopted her from, I say my uterus. That's hilarious. But <laughs> but amazing. I don't, I don't, this question is odd in itself because now people are really getting into your business. So I find that weird that they're like asking like dates of birthdays and things like that. I would just, your comeback is perfect. How this happened was sex and we were ill prepared for said sex. We didn't have, (laughs) you didn't use protection. We didn't take sex ed. We didn't know how it happened. (laughs) 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they were. My husband said you can tell people you were playing just the tip, but it went a little too far. Oh Jesus. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. There you go. Sold from Dave. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Have a great Bye. day. Thank Thanks for, for listening. listening. You too. Bye. But nobody can ever play just the tip. Meredith. Has have you ever? Has it ever ended with just the tip? Like I've literally never tried. Because it doesn't think your husband never says to you, come on, just the tip. No. Dave says that all the time. Dave's five years old. And literally we're in the kitchen and he's like, just the tip. And it's like, no, it's never just the tip. That's funny. It's not funny. <laughs> okay. So if you could have a hall pass, who would it be? Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yeah. Who's yours? Seth Green. Seth Green? Yeah. Wait, Google that. Who's Seth Don't- Green? I don't need to Google it. I know exactly who it Who's is. Who's Seth Green? My baby daddy. Who's Seth Green? Um, he has red hair. He was in the movie Can't Hardly Wait. He was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie Idle Hands. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you want him to slay your Buffy? Oh, my God. Meredith. What? You're not allowed to say things like that. I. You said it. Oh my gosh, this is the greatest looking name I've ever seen in my life. We've got somebody on the line named Tiffany <laughs> from Washington <laughs> with three kids. Oh, people are... Hey, girl, hey! Hey, girl, hey! I'm so excited. Oh, hi. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I made it through. My oh. sister's probably freaking out right now because she's totally listening, and she's the one that called me screaming, Stay alive! Stay alive! Oh, oh my God! Oh I my love God. sisters! Sister, sister! That was a show, remember? Yeah. Okay, sorry. She's the one who, who told me you guys had a podcast because when I originally learned about you, I was about to take a six-hour trip with my three children by myself <sighs> to visit her, and I hate those trips. Mm, they're long. Same. And they're not fun, and I like getting to her, but I don't like the getting there part. Yeah, time travel should really be invented by now. Teleportation. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. It's called your husband drives and you sleep warp. That's the best Ooh. form of time travel. I don't do that. I'm such a good spouse. I always stay awake when my husband drives. He's laughing. I get he car sick. <laughs> Mine wants to drive at night, though. And so it's kind of natural that I would fall asleep if the children are asleep and not constantly asking me for things. I feel like that's a good plan of attack. Anyway, what was your question? We we went all the way we went all the way to road trips. Is it a road trip question? Yeah, yeah we did. Um, my question is about therapists because I know that you've done therapy, family therapy, yep. and therapists a lot. And actually, today when she called me and she told me you guys were live, I was somewhat in tears and trying to hold my sh- shit together because um, I just found out that my daughter's therapist, the first one we started seeing ever, and we've been seeing her for a year. Like I went to her for the first time last week and months because of summer break and I wasn't able to go by myself and we kind of both see her. I see her. So she supports me with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And, um, then we see her together and I haven't been able to like talk to her one-on-one because the other two children have been with me. Mm -hmm. And I walk into her office and it's empty and there's nothing on the walls (gasps) and she's leaving. And I'm like, I'm kind of beside myself about it. Like the whole appointment, all I was thinking is, What's the effing point to me talking her to her right now? Because she's leaving me. Yeah. Where's she going? And then well, she's she's moving to Seattle. I don't know why. She must like rain a lot. I have oh. no idea. Seattle <laughs> sucks. So, um, but she's outside. She's going to be outside Seattle. So I guess it doesn't suck as bad as far as traffic. It's a good move for her. Like, I really like this person. I feel like if 
maybe people say this about therapists a lot. If she wasn't my therapist, she would be my friend. Is that stupid to say that? No, that's so sweet though. So you need to figure out, you need to find somebody who's going to be able to be for both you and your daughters or your family. And that's tough. Um, we took us three to find the one that we really, really like. And so I'm so sorry that you're going through this because it is such a personal thing and, and to have that and with your with your kids and family. I would ask for recommendations from the um, office that she was working with if it was a group. I would also, if you're okay with putting it out on social, I would say because – um, a lot of people see therapists, even if they, if you don't know that they're seeing a therapist and you could say even in like a group area and you're like, some people have like, we have the 941 moms or whatever, like go online and ask, like, do you have a family therapist that you love? I'm looking for somebody to, for our family and for myself as well that can kind of go together. But yeah, I'm really sorry. That super sucks because when you find one that you really like, you don't want them to ever leave. So I'm so sorry. That stinks. But um, I'm glad you get to see your sister and spend time with her on road She's trips. not there anymore. Oh, sorry. I keep I'm wondering who you're talking. <laughs> sorry. You're like lingering, sorry. like waiting. <laughs> She's like, sorry. She's kind of being rude and not saying anything back, Hi, but I'm going to keep talking. Sorry. Sorry. Next, next. She caller. was cute. He- well, hello to her sister. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. You're so cute. Sorry. Pip, pip. But yeah, um, therapists are great. Channing Tatum just came out and was talking about how everybody should see a therapist all the time. True. Because he's like, we're all effed up. People should see therapists and get their stuff straight and be okay with it. Yes. And so I was like, good, good job. My supporters probably hate me because I say this all the time, but it's literally the equivalent of taking your car to get maintenance. Yeah. You know, you got to. Take it to somebody who knows what the heck they're doing in order to keep it running properly. And it's the same with your brain. A little tune-up, a little oil change. Yeah, man. I mean, none of us are born being brain surgeons or <laughs> psychiatrists or psychologists. So we got to take it to someone who knows what the heck they're doing. Uh, I, I've gotten into this really wonderful habit of just being like, I feel crazy. Someone help me. Like, instead of hiding in shame and fear... I just speak it out. I'm like, yo, I don't feel right. I feel anxious. I feel like I'm going to freak out. Somebody help me. (laughs) And it makes life so much easier when you don't have to hide or pretend like those feelings don't exist. We've got Brianna from Florida. Hey, girl. Hey. That's right. Hey. What is up? We're from Florida, too. Well, I'm in Georgia. Oh, Dave sucks. Dave sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but just... I'm not, but not far. Just one state up. Yes. Just one state. What's the state? Yes. So what's up? What's so, your question? Not a question, but oh. funny story. Funny. You know, talking about us trying to balance our mom lives. I've got a seven-month-old and a seven-year-old. Wow. Currently trying to get dressed for the day. Got my seven-month-old sitting in the bathroom floor playing with tampons to keep her occupied. Yes. (laughs) You know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. That is amazing. My, I was doing a news interview at my house uh, with Linda Carson from ABC, who's a local news anchor. And my husband's one job was to keep the kids in the room. And in the middle of the interview, Chloe comes out whipping a tampon above her head like a helicopter. (laughs) And, um... 
I and Caden would put him on his fingers and sing Daddy Finger all the time. Yeah. I, I never stopped him. Yeah. Right. Right. Why I, would you? I mean, really this cool. is, I do this multiple times. Pretty much every time I need to use the bathroom, I put it right here and let her play with the box of campfire. It's better than it's, a box of grenades. It's the only thing that will keep her occupied long enough for me to do anything. Yes. I think it's fine. It's totally fine to do those types of things. Um, my my favorite story of Tiffany's though is when her kid came out with a diva cup. Oh my god! What is this? What? That's Dave saying I'm loving your shirt. By the way, Tiffany, because I made fun of your Dreamcatcher shirt, Dave. Um, but Tiffany was on doing a supporter live or something, right? Oh right, no, you? it was a one on one call. A one on one call. And Chloe came and shoved a diva cup into my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that is a disaster if I ever heard one. But uh, yeah, but I think that I think that well, moms will do anything to get five minutes in the bathroom, right? Five minutes anywhere. But yeah, five minutes anywhere. Um, come on, kids, let's play tampon blocks and uh, yeah. But I think it's totally fine to let your kids play with tampons or you know. Whatever. Condoms, maybe not. What so are those? Much. I don't know. I haven't used that in a long time, but I'm just saying things you'd find in a bathroom. I was thinking bathroom drawers. Yeah, because people keep condoms in bathroom drawers. Where do you keep them? The store where they sell them. I don't use those. Well, I. Raw dog, you know what I'm saying? Ew, I can't believe <laughs> you just said that. I can't believe you give me crap and then you say <laughs> shit like that and it's supposed to be like. Anyway, all Sorry. right. I think we'll take one more, and then we're calling this a a dunzo onezo. Okay, Carrie from Washington. Hey, hey. And by the way, Comcast the spammer is trying to call me right now, so my phone's gonna blip. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Spamming. Uh, first of all, Tiffany. Hi. I am one degree away from you because I'm really good friends with Lacey in Washington. Oh, really? That's so, fun. Yes. Yeah. Love so, her. So, Lacey says hi. Uh, and uh, I'm Tiffany's sister, the caller who just called Oh, in. my gosh. How ah, funny. That is funny. <laughs> she was like, I have more questions. And I said, I'm going to try and call in then and see you because I'm better. Oh. <laughs> There's that sibling rivalry. I have to turn my phone down because, like, I'm watching you on the computer and oh, my phone yeah, and it hearing it. And I'm like, oh, it's weird. Um, so weird question. I'm question blocked. I don't know. So I don't have a weird question. Actually, can I ask two questions? Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. First, my little sister Tiffany, who follows you all the time, wants to know when you go live for streaming, because she likes to watch and wants to be able to call in, and how long does it take Tiffany to get to Meredith's house once you announce that it's going to happen? She's a stalker like that. Hold on. What? Okay, so when we do Q&A, we'll usually – we were bad about telling everybody we were doing this today, um, but usually we'll let you know the week the week before that we're going to do a Q&A segment, and then it takes Tiffany 45 minutes to get to my house. An hour. It's 45 minutes, but mm. it's fine. Yeah. But yeah. But you, guys, you know what I find funny about food. that, Meredith, is that you were just doing a live complaining about having to go to Sophia's doctor in Sarasota, and you said it's a two-hour trip there and back. It, yeah, but that's further from where your house is. Where's it at? It's off of um, this one road in Sarasota. Yeah. Anyway, go okay. ahead. So you guys are Dorian free, like yeah, all yeah. good from the hurricane. Oh yeah, no, we were, I came on late. Yeah, Woo! we were we were west west we're west coast. 
Yeah. Alaska. So, uh, oh, okay. My husband has family on Cocoa Beach. So, yeah. anyway, so my question is for Meredith because uh-huh. she was a teacher, uh-huh. and so I have an eleven-year-old who's in sixth grade, second year of middle school, and already he has two S. We're like two weeks in. Mm-hmm. Um. So. They don't use binders. They spent, like, all year using a binder. How do you use your binder and keep you organized? And now they're using folders and all this. Um, I don't want to overwhelm the teachers with emails, but, like, what's the best way to help my kid be successful in middle school, not get lost in all his classes, blah, 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 without annoying the hell out of the teachers? Well, Because I don't want to be that parent. Yeah, it is important. I don't know why they wouldn't have some type of an agenda or a binder, but that's probably going to be the best bet to have the uh, to be able to check and see what it is that they're supposed to be responsible for for each class. And then I would absolutely be my my husband is big into this checking with your kid at the beginning of the week and the end of the week to make sure that they are they are getting what they need to get done done for each class. Uh, there's no way that when they get there's they're so little at this age when they start to switch classes in middle school and they're so disorganized and if they're not writing down what they're supposed to be doing in each class and what's expected of them then they're gonna have a lot of problems because they just get lost in the shuffle. Uh, also, it's not it's not wrong of you to email those teachers and set up some conferences if we're two weeks in and they're all and you're already seeing an issue. Uh, that's definitely something you want to stay on top of. And have a conversation with the teacher because you need to know why they have an F. Was it a low test score already or was it just lack of organization? Was it that they're not turning in their work? Like what's going on? So as a teacher, I would rather have a a parent call me and and, and interact with me and ask questions than wait until the report card comes out and then be like, I don't understand why they have an F. Because that happens a lot, and that's the annoying part. Uh, because you, you, we've sent home progress reports, we've sent home, you know, reminders or notes. So it is important that they that you help them stay on top of it because they can't, they won't just be organized. You, it, organization takes practice. Like I'm bad at it. It takes practice. Tiffany's terrible. Uh, rude. You're not organized at all, but you're getting better. Whatever. Getting better all the time. Hashtag Win Dixie of people. What the? <laughs> what? So I would say that it is definitely um, – it takes a lot of energy and effort on the parents' part because that transition from elementary to middle school is tough for most kids. Thank you for Never. all the callers that have called in today. That half calf has given me a little Next bit of Next time we'll be fully caffeinated, guys. <laughs> I won't <laughs> – I won't try that half calf stuff anymore on a podcast day. I'll go full. Po- I'll go full caffeine bore. But um, please make sure to share this uh, at- show with your friends. People think we don't like each other. What? It's hilarious. Why? I don't know. I get asked that question all the time. Why people? I think because we're so different. What? Who thinks we don't like each other? Well, they they're just curious. They probably. I don't know, but it's funny to me. We're. A bird, a bird, an eagle, and a wolverine. Yes. No, we're really, we're actual legitimate friends. We don't just do this podcast because we think, I don't even know why two people would do a podcast (laughs) if they don't like each other. I didn't like her for a while though, but I do, it's not that I didn't like you. It's that I didn't consider you a friend. I considered you like a, like a person I knew. 
But now I consider you one of my very best friends in the whole world. And coming here is the highlight of my week. That is so sweet. I'm, I mean, I am the I thought we were friends the entire time and didn't realize that you didn't like me that way. It's not. Yeah, I just, you know, we've talked about it, but I love you. So genuinely in closing out this podcast, let it be known that I was offering up friendship the entire time. You were just not accepting of my friendship. I was protecting my heart as one should. I don't for over a year. Yeah. Well, we had never hung out other than working. First of all, second of all, I didn't understand the true nature of your abrasiveness. Until <laughs> you, you come off people. I think people have the wrong idea about you, what including myself. Uh, you come off as like a very brass, harsh person sometimes, but you're not. You're actually one of the most loving people that I've ever met. And um, it just sounds that way uh, to the untrained ear. <laughs> but in fact, you are a really kind, maternal, loving, caring, thoughtful person. And I think that's why people think because we're so different that we don't like each other or something. Um, but again, hanging out with you is some of the, I laugh harder when I hang out with you and my sister than I do any time ever in my life. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. I, I do come off a little brash. I understand that, but I don't care. <laughs> so it That's is what I love. It is what it is. But you know that I would take one for the team and do anything that you need. Is that right? I would. I'm there. I I don't know what I'll I would need. I paint. Can you show them the picture I painted you? Yes. I painted Meredith a birthday present because I love her, okay. and she gave me a hug. Okay. So this is now podcast listeners. You can't you can't see this because you can only hear. But for the live audience, this is myself and Panda Pete on a stage. I'm assuming right before a stand up show. Yes, and no one showed up. And no. One <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> yes, because it because this was pre-show. This is not before a stand-up. It's before you accept an award for being an amazing comedian and human being. And oh. this is Panda Pete there with you all along. Like, hey, oh. we started off, you know, just us, and now look at us now. It is. It's. It's getting hung on the wall of shame. No, I love. I love how creative you are. It's such a painter. It is a great. You are. You're a great painter. You're such a painter. Well, you have a. You're, you're an artist, well, an artiste. Thank you. Yes. I don't know. All right. Well, make sure to join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted, hosted by, by two struggling moms. Who, who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Make sure to leave us a review. Share with your friends. Only if it's in. good, though. Tune in. I don't care if you leave a bad review. I do. I'm sensitive. So just write really good things. Okay. And uh, make sure to share this with your friends. And download, download, download new episodes every Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.